Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to the Ed Talk Audio Collection to help you achieve a whole mind, body, and nutrition. All right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So thank you for tuning in, guys. Um, today, I woke up today not normal instead of my normal 5 a.m. routine today I found myself waking up actually around what what time did I wake up today eight o'clock and it was pretty cold I think it was like 50 something degrees outside 50 something degrees people in Florida is like it's cold out here in these streets you know but in reality it's really not that cold and I feel like that's how I feel a lot of times you think it's cold, like when you walk into the room, you expect that room to be cold, and it's already cold before you even got to it. You ever had that experience when you just like you already know it's gonna like a specific classroom, like you already you know it's gonna be cold as hell in that class, and you just start freezing. And you ever been in front of the couch when you just start, you know, like putting your hands and like really closing your body off, trying to think, oh my gosh, it's so cold, and you start to see yourself tremble. Because you thought it was so cold. I'm going somewhere with this. It's like every time you perceive and you think of something, it actually manifests into the actual thing. So if you think you're cold, you're going to be cold. It's like if you're walking around today and you're like, oh my gosh, it's freezing out here. Then guess what? You're going to be freezing. Yeah, it's that simple. So it's really about perception rather than actuality, right? So reality is only how you perceive things. So if you wake up and be like, it's not really cold today, but well, first of all, you can't get rid of the fact that it's cold. That's a reality. But the more you ponder upon how cold it is, it's just the less you're going to be able to get things done. And I feel like this is just a real meaningful life lesson, not just for self, but for interaction with other people. So if you think like a situation is a certain way between you and someone, that's how it's going to be. If you think somebody hates you, then eventually you're going to start to build those and those interactions that, you know, backs that statement up. How so? Let's take a scenario. You, you you meet somebody and you've actually known them for a while and every time you used to see them you used to say hello like hey how you doing what's up what's going on we gucci we are here salutations and then after a couple of times of miscommunication with that person for instance you see that person he didn't quite say what's up and they saw you you didn't quite say what's up but you thought he wasn't going to say what's up to you first or well, we didn't have eye contact whatever it is and then boom what happens is you're like, oh, okay, this person no longer likes me. So I will not deal with this person. The next time I see him or her, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't get said hi to so that he could see that my ego says, if you don't say hello to me, I'm not going to say hello to you because that's how it works. So that's miscommunication. And that's pretty much seeing the situation how you wanted to see 
the paradigm of that situation, seeing it how you want to see it, or the mis miscommunication between both parties, or you could actually look at it as it is. And a lot of times, the best way to do that is really by just saying something, right? Like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, what, what's going on between you and I? Like, why haven't you acknowledged me? Or I've tried to acknowledge you. Why am I getting this negative energy? Because I feel like a lot of us cutting each other off without really knowing it. And it's kind of really like you might be cutting people off that does that that may just need you really and when they need you that's the time you cut them off like it's just because somebody didn't say what's up to you doesn't mean they don't like you no more like they probably just going through some crazy stuff right now you know they probably need you to go up to them at that time and you know sat, give them some show them some love so i think one thing we usually go through as young folks or as folks in the world is just miscommunicating with other people and I think a lot of times that that issue could be solved by just saying something about it instead of just reacting to it. You know, a lot of us, what we do is we just think things are going a certain way, but it's really not. If you really just said, hey, what's up, bro? I've seen that we've had or, you know, fallout was going on. How can we change this situation? How can we make it better? And how can we just get on that road? That smooth road of a good friendship, you know? Yeah, so I think we need to be more self-aware and more aware of how we're going about that. Alright, so for you, what situations, what encounters have you faced in which you just miscommunicated with someone and how can you go back to that and fix it? The last thing you want to do is not really look into it, is not fix it. Is you just think, okay, this is how it went. I'm just gonna go with this for now because that's how it went and we just no longer like each other. I really don't know the facts, but we're just gonna skip to conclusions. We be skipping to conclusions like we're in middle school still, like we're in elementary. What do I mean by that? I remember when I was an elementary kid, you would skip and hop and jump everywhere. Like you had no worries and you had no, you just didn't know better. That's how you knew to just live life and enjoy and travel around. But when you become an adult, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away all childish things. So when you're skipping like a kid, when you're younger, you don't want to skip just like that kid as older and just skipping into conclusions and just, just jumping around and fidgeting. You want to have self-control over your, your thoughts and your actions. And conclusions are very, are, it solves the case. It's like the end of the case. So how do you solve a case without first going through, you know, deductive reasoning, you know, have a hypotheses and then do go through the scientific method of finding okay what are the variables i need to you know analyze 
uh, what is my you know you know go through the scientific process of a problem so just like skip to conclusions i've realized in my life has been the worst thing to do is to just conclude well because this is like this and before in my life this had happened like this then this must be this you know that's like skipping into conclusion and sometimes deductive reasoning may not be the best thing to do because sometimes you need to actually go to the source and get that first hand information get it from the source if you get information from what you think it is you just start you know making a un a bias a biased conclusion and sometimes a conclusion based on little to no evidence so do you have your facts so are you skipping or are you walking calmly and steadily towards you know finding the solution to the problem i think that's important i know that's important and i think that's something i start i need to start using in my life and i think that's something that could be useful to yours Continuous misconception and like miscommunication, right? Like I was saying between men and women. I think sometimes we just kind of get misunderstood and we just throw everyone in this generalized puddle of misinformation, right? Of like just the wrong stuff, you know? Sometimes I think we just need to start looking at people by their character, like Martin Luther King said, and not just by their genitals, you know? <laughs> Martin Luther King didn't say that, he said by the color of your skin. But I think it, we should look at it like, let's start judging people by the content of their character rather than by their generals. It's like, instead of saying all girls are hoes, just say all the types of the people that you've dealt with, which is a certain amount of things have dealt with you that way. So it's like the lack of generalization will kind of like take you away from continuous patterns. Because if you believe that this always happens because this is how it is and you have to deal with it, then you'll never actually look for a different alternative. It's like just like that lady was saying, well, you know, like those guys, like the guy was an asshole on his phone, not paying attention to me. Like that had nothing to do with being a guy, personally, I have to say. It just had something to do with the guy, even him personally not having interests or not having matters or not caring or not giving any thought about it so this that's him so i think we need to start judging our relationships and our friends by like what they're actually doing and looking at it on the case by case basis instead of going off rip generalizing saying well if this happened then this must be the case it's like how we interact with each other i believe is not there's no set formula or set curriculum or set data like okay if this happens and this happens and then that must be what's happening it's just like you have to actually go in and get the proper insight as to why it may be happening it's yes it also takes time to get to know the person maybe this is how this person communicates you know maybe this is this, sometimes this person right here may really like me and other times they might not deal very well with me so just like feeling that gap between communication and assumption is like
the most important thing, I believe. I'm no expert. I'm no guru. I'm just a guy in the process. And I'm just making observations of which I'm discussing in, uh, you know, in a well thought out way. And if those things I'm discussing kind of make sense, hoo hoo. If they don't, then, well, I don't know what to tell you. But that's how I see it. So I think it all goes back down to two things, really, why a lot of relationships don't work out or people kind of break apart is generalization and miscommunication, you know. So preconceived ideas of how my relationships happened before will far out make the relationships I get into, the people I like, and the people I think will automatically give me the wrong, you know, experience with them. So, for instance, just because when I was a kid, um, fat Mexican ladies, I'm just using a very weird, and this is an example. Just because I was, when I was five, these people act a certain way towards me. Now I'm going to hate all those types of people for the rest of my life. And I'm going to assume just because this person looks a certain way, is a certain gender race, or has a certain attribute that was similar to this person before he should be just like them i think we're all subconsciously living in those states without knowing it so it's like we're prejudging people without really knowing the whole truth because we just don't know no better and that's just causing a ripple effect of miscommunication misinterpretation and also just broken relationships and I think that happens with our generation, too, um, because we're so connected that we're disconnected. What do I mean by that? Is we may look at our connection with someone, just how much they're liking, engaging, and sharing our photos, and not look into the real life things that matter. Is how nice is that person to me when I actually see them or engage with them? What is my relationship with that person in person? rather than online, rather than how he interacts with me on YouTube or on Facebook. I think those are the factors that we may sometimes like to look deep into, and that's causing us to essentially um, just miscommunicate. And that miscommunication just leads to more miscommunication, you know? So I think once we can figure that out, and I think that's something I want to work on figuring out, how to let, let go of the past, and move on with a better cognitive map or like cognitive way of making new relationships. So we're not just building new relationships on old relationships because I think that's what happens with most of us is we try to build new relationships on old relationships or we just try to replace people and who want to get a different outcome. It's like a new relationship, same pattern, right? So new relationship, same pattern doesn't kind of go together. It's kind of have to like, to change, you know, you need to change the pattern, right? You need to change what you've been doing to get a different results. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So to be sane, you kind of have to differentiate the type of relationships you somehow get into. So if the friendships you've had before has always led you to this such a result, then why should you continue on hanging with those same types of people, right? So it, it so it seems like this goes on the two different spectrums, on the spectrum of 
if you keep your preconceived ideas of people to make all the decisions you make about them, then what's going to happen is you're going to start judging people and judging them wrongly. But if you don't use those preconceived ideas to judge people, then what you're going to do is you're going to repeat that same pattern of bringing in the wrong people into your life. So what do you do when the two spectrums, when you could either observe, utilize what you know before to make new current decisions, or you don't use what you know before to make non-biased decisions, so how do you choose? I think, like everything else in life, just comes with balance. Like, do you want to judge everyone based on other people you've met before? Or do you want to have such emotional intelligence once you know, okay, I'm not going to map out behaviors with people and the end result of my communication with that person, but I'm going to map out behaviors with my values, like, is this certain behavior going to help me get to where I want to be? If that behavior is not going to help me get to where I want to be, then I don't want to deal with that type of person. But it's not correlating with people. It's not saying, okay, okay, if that person is not who I want to be, then he must not be a good person. But you're judging the behavior on a different set of values. It's based on a set of values instead of just, you know, on different things like race, gender, looks, uh, does the person have a tattoo? You know, is he, is he in this certain organization? Is he affiliated with something? I think you just kind of have to use the value system to really see who you want in your life or not. You know, I could be just be jabbling right now, but I think what I'm saying does make sense. Eventually, you kind of want to deal with people you you dealt with before, but those people might not be the people you want in your life. But that doesn't mean you should use just because I've dealt with that type of person doesn't mean that all types of people are going to be the same way. So that's pretty much where I was going with that, which goes back to the previous video I had showed you guys from um, Dr. Phil and Steve Harvey. It's like you can't judge men and women based on what other have done to you because it's just too general it's just not scientifically justifiable enough to say just because this amount of people work like this way then all those people must work like this that doesn't work not in relationships not in any sort of matters between a man and another man or a man and a woman or a woman and a woman so it's balance is also just staying in tune, being in the present, living in the moment and not always looking at to the past, the past, the past, the past. I feel like a lot of people are steadily living in that past and that past isn't getting you nowhere, but stuck in there. What it does is it keeps you enclosed in this tunnel vision of however, it, however way it was, that's the way it will continue to be. And I will not look anywhere else. So it's like. You cannot be enlightening. Enlightenment only comes with light. And light doesn't stay in the tunnel, right? It has to have different, you know, sources bringing in the light. So whether that be maybe some holes in the tunnel you got to, you know, have sometimes. Or you might just have to have a section where you can see the light. But with tunnel vision, you need to also be able to be ready to be enlightened. 
So I think staying in the past too much can be detrimental to your relationships because it just keeps you there. The only time that I believe truly matters is this present moment that we have right now. When we take advantage of that time, a lot of great things happen. And I believe that. And if you believe that, say, I believe that. Once again, I want to congratulate you for tuning into this Ed Talk podcast. My name is Edward Gills, and if you haven't yet so done so, please make sure you follow my Instagram at CEO Ambitious. See my YouTube channel. That's E D O U A R D space G I L L E S. Just search that on YouTube.com. Subscribe. And one more. Please make sure you tune into this. Podcast at Talk every Mondays at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. That's 3.00 p.m. And today we're talking about healthy relationships. And up next, I want to talk about relationships with people you haven't yet known or haven't yet engaged with on a continual basis, but you used to really like those persons or you used to really engage those were your best friends you know those lost best friends we're gonna talk about that that's what we're about to do in one and two all right so one thing i realize is us as human beings we are only made to know a certain limit of people you know so we didn't engage with a lot of people Based on evolutionary psychology, our engagement with people has just now changed. You know, up until a certain era, we only knew and engaged with a limited amount of people in our lifetimes. But because we've been now interconnected through social media, through different ways, we could take a plane and go to a different city or in a different state and a different country. So there's no need, I mean, now it becomes more average to just know a lot more people. And I think that has a good attribute to it because now we can connect and work and engage and share ideas with more people. However, that's also detrimental to the way we normally act because now we're losing connection with a lot of people, right? So that's a bigger problem because... We, the Dunbar's number is usually 150 people. That's how much we would like be able to keep up with and know about 150 people because human minds have only evolved for a small scale living, not as big as it is now. So you, you might be seeing yourself making friends and losing friends like so fast. And you may be wondering like, what, why is that happening? Well, this is actually a case that's happening because of evolutionary psychology because we have to readjust now we have to shift the way we we act and a lot of times social estrangements only occur when that's in, in fact you don't know if you know what social estrangement is when you cut ties from other from one another from another person 
This usually happens when you have a romantic breakup, a family fight, a rival, or just like I was saying, miscommunication earlier. So while we can choose friends from very large pools, you know, in these days and this time, our minds did not evolve under such conditions. So as such, more and more estrangements are predicted to hurt. And, you know, perhaps more so than makes that makes more sense in this modern condition that we're in. It's like we're going to be hurting more because we're going to go through these breakups and these like I used to like, you know, I don't like you anymore because we're meeting so many people and we can't really keep up with all of those. So under our normal way of being, that would be so detrimental. It would be a devastating consequence. But we've now became hard people like we're hard like when things happen we just okay i lost this person as a friend or i lost this um spouse let's just move on just another fish in the, in the um in the ocean right that's what we say but i think psychologically these things are building a pathway like it's like you're if you put a strain of paint on the wall and you keep painting that over and over you see that the, the wall will kind of get thicker thicker and thicker by as you put more layers of paint but it may not look like it because it looks just like it's just getting more renewed every time like it's the wall was white and it's getting it was dirty now it's white again but it's actually building up it's getting thicker and thicker so i think that's what we're doing with those social estrangements so we're getting estranged from somebody and something happens and we just break connections or you move to another school or something. Because you, that could happen so easily. You start building up layers of paint. Of dark paint. You know. On your soul. Of how you're going to perceive the new people you meet. And how you're going to engage with them. So it kind of makes you heartless. So now you you want to like make sure that you're not giving more to more people you meet. So your relationship starts to get weaker. Right. So you start to weaken as a relationship builder person. Right. You want to say it like that. So you meet more people. You don't want to have a really solid relationship with them because you're afraid the same thing that happened to you before is going to happen again. I believe that's really true. So I think limiting the amount of estrangements we have would be very pivotal. You know, how can we do that in a world where we're not seeing people we know every day? I think we can do that by making it a priority, right? Even scheduling time to call somebody, I think, is necessary at this time. You may not always remember to call people. You might have to have a schedule where you say every three months, I'm going to call this old friend that I just want to make sure we're keeping up with. We don't have to be best friends, but I just want to make sure that we're keeping up with. Or if you're running a business, there are some clients, some really, really, really good clientele that may have been there in the beginning of your business that you kind of don't want to lose. So how do you stay in contact with them? So I think utilizing the same technology that caused you to be in that predicament in the first place to get you out of it is very imperative. There are very useful apps where you could use that will remind you to call somebody, um, to remind you to connect and text and email somebody. So I think us utilizing those methods um, to stay in communication is imperative because the more and more estrangements we have, the more paint we build on a wall that's, you know, building up. And we just use that to make decisions moving onward. 
So I'm I'm throwing a lot today. I'm making you know like I'm doing. I'm doing not only I'm making deductive reasoning here. I'm giving you details, information relating to this subject, and I'm having uh what I call a, a conversation, of which is bringing out those facts and you know dissecting those facts. That's what we're talking. That's what we're talking about. So let's continue. So the relationship between the number of estrangements and depressive tendencies should be mediated by the following. Your life history strategy, the anxious attachment style, which we're going to talk about, emotional stability, social support, and the dark triad. Ooh. So there has been multiple studies that have, you know, has wanted to want to see has estrangements right okay so does estrangements have a correlation with you know how how type of person you are you know like are you a psychopath a narcissist you know are you just not stable emotionally and the numbers show that it does you know, people who are psychopaths usually have more estrangements than people who are living a well-being. And you can see it's, it's really a big difference, you know. So if you look at the direct estrangements number. So people who have about 10 or more estrangements, extreme estrangement, is most likely, right, to be depressed. And they're also most likely, yeah, they're just most likely to be depressed. They have depressive tendencies. So it's like the more people you cut off, you ever heard that? It, I'm, I'm gonna play that song. Cut that off. Okay, so if you ever heard this song right here, which I'm about to play right here, then you know what I'm talking about. Because this is what we pride ourselves on these days. Yeah. Yeah, so with that being said, a lot of us we're thinking, oh, we we could just cut people off. We're thinking it's it's cool now to cut people cut people off, right? Right? That's what they say. That's what it, isn't that true? It's cool to cut people off. But But evolutionary psychology has proven that the more estrangements you have, which is when you cut somebody off, is the more likelihood you have of being depressed. So there are people walking around with a facade of, I'm the man, I'm the gal over here because I just can cut people off. And what they realize, what they don't realize, is the more people you cut off is the more you have unstable, you know, relationships. And that does hurt in the long run and this we don't need science or psychology to prove this is something you know and have experience so just make sure that you kind of find a healthy balance between who you're cutting off and who you're keeping friends and how do you keep up with those you can't always keep up with i think those are subjects that we really need to really look into and make a priority because if we don't make those things a priority they will never stay a priority, right? 
and it's like we're constantly being estranged. We're going through a lot of amount of estrangements every day. Like just you could unfollow somebody and block them and you just hate them for the rest of your life. That's an estrangement right there. And that's a major cause of depression. You know, people like, do you want to know if you're a psychopath or like see how much people like you lose it on a monthly basis that you you get you just like one month later, you just hate each other. So I think those are things we really look into as relationships. It's not just boy-girl relationships. It's just normal relationships with your family, with people you just meet, with your professor, or it's like just the girl at work you just you just didn't like. You know how you just don't like somebody just because? I think that's like the worst thing to be, is to be that person who just don't like people just because. Like, all right. So I just don't like you because I just I just feel there's something about you that I just I just don't like. I don't know why, but I just kind of don't like you. And I feel like those people who are more like that are kind of like hurting themselves more than hurting people. It takes more energy to don't like somebody than it does to just appreciate the fact that they're just a human being living in the world and appreciate that. As another human being living in the world. So I think as a person, it's kind of important to build that set that set of values that you could just appreciate people and not like I wanna go back to everything I was saying before. Just appreciate people and not just like um just have this preconceived ideas about everybody and their business and that's that this is how everybody is and everybody gonna be like this. Everybody ain't ain't ish. No, everybody's just here to just take something from you. They can't give you anything. Nobody in this world cares about you. I think the more and more we have these types of like mindset is the more we just go away from people. And the more and more we go away from people is just the more and more we're, we're just depriving ourselves from what life is all about, which is engaging, learning, growing, and, you know, building with other people. And I think the most important thing in life is to not just be alive, but to contribute to people who are alive. So if you're just a narcissist, somebody who doesn't like other people and who never is willing to give others a chance, then I think you're far away from that spectrum. And I think that's something that needs to be worked on. And I think for me, what needs to be worked on the most, like I was saying earlier, is keeping up with people also is just not always being caught up in what I'm doing, but also knowing that I may have to take a time out my day, an extra time. What I have to do, I have to schedule a call to do to somebody. What can I do to make sure that I'm actually keeping up with people and not just meeting people and then having a lot of estrangements from those people, which is just a very negative thing to do over and over and over. So it, 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 it is something to cut that B off, you know, it is something to cut someone off because what's happening then is because you're just kind of cutting little strains of patience away from you the more you start cutting people off. And I don't think you, you heard that quite loud, but the more you start cutting a lot of people off is the more you start cutting pieces of patience off yourself. Because the more you start cutting people off, is the more estrangements you're having, and you're you're kind of like, you're just like ah, the less you start believing in people, 
And if you can't believe in other people, you can't believe in the world, you can't believe in good, if you lost faith in good, then what's the meaning of life? I mean, we're here to be blessed. You know, we're here to kind of enjoy and create and be great individuals. But if we lost your ability to believe in good, what's the meaning of living? You know, living is then meaningless. So I think you have to regain that there is good, you know, that there are people looking out for you. There are people who actually cares about your well-being. And there are people who are good friends, good husbands, good boyfriends, you know, good neighbors, good business partners, just overall good, authentic and solid folks that can get you to where you want to be. But if you stay in that consciousness of negativity, that consciousness of everyone that I meet is the same person that I've met over and over for the rest of my life, and I'm going to judge them by that one situation before, if you live like that, then the possibilities starts to shrink. The people you meet definitely start to shrink. So I think it's important. I think and I know it's important to work on relationships more than anything. And like I always say, I'm no expert. I'm no guru. I'm just a guy in the process. And this podcast is actually me using my reasoning, what I've learned and growing alongside with you. And it's just like, Instead of saying all my thoughts to me, I say them to you. And if they make sense, which I hope they do, and I know they do, you take those into ear. And I thank you for listening to my podcast. So I'm just trying to make a way out of knowing. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Ed Talk, the show where we shine light on your unlimited capability to achieve greatness. And that greatness, that unlimited power that you have within you to achieve whatever you want to, will only happen when you make the decision to change your mindset and know that there's good in the world. There's good people. There's good things out there for you. But you got to be attracting those things to you by being the person you need to be. And that entails growing every single day. By listening to things like this, reading books, hanging out with the right people, getting some mentors in your life, and just thinking of every day as a way for you to live, enjoy, and experience life. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. If you were watching here on Facebook, on, you know, Instagram Live, I want to thank you. Please make sure you tune in next Friday. At 3 p.m. I'm very glad to be here with you today. Once again, it's your boy Ed saying you got that greatness in you. And you have a great week. It's Monday. It's Monday. Can you believe it? It's Monday. So stay tuned. Thank you for tuning this episode of Ed Talk. I want to remind you that you could go out there and make the best relationships ever. But you got to think about people as just being great people. Everyone you meet, think of them as being great people, as people that could offer something to you. And until they prove you wrong, don't judge them otherwise. Give them a chance to be great before 
they prove that greatness and stop having negative connotations of how men and women are or how this type of person is or how black people or white people act and start looking at people by their single content of their character by who they are and then knowing that there's always good somewhere out there for you thank you for tuning into this episode you have a blessed wonderful rest of your day and your week peace next time see you here at fauradio.com